Welcome to Health Over Hype. This is the show where we cut through all the online noise, those fad diets that keep popping up left and right, those influencer gurus all over TikTok spouting nonsense. No, we're going to be talking to real health and fitness experts, and they're going to be giving you long-term sustainable tips for a sharp mind, a happy body, and a healthy lifestyle. I am so excited to be sharing with you today's interview. This was so much fun. One of my favorite people, Drew Sazinski, the vagabond coach himself, and we go on a journey. We're going to go to Thailand. We're going to find out what it actually means to eat clean. We're going to get to the core of how you go about changing your mindset. We're going to learn why doing shots with Drew is just a horrible idea. And on that note, how to live a balanced life and have fun on your fitness journey. The show starts now. Welcome. I am fired up today to introduce one of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, and one of the main reasons I even started this business when I when I think about, you know, when I sat down with my coach, he's like, who do you want to help? It's like, <laughs> the image of Drew just pops into my head because uh, he's so engaging. He's so friendly. He cares so deeply. Uh, and he's just a superstar waiting to happen. So uh, I'm very excited to Bring on to the program the vagabond coach himself, Andrew Sazinski. Andrew, welcome. Thanks, man. Welcome back. Uh, it's so funny. You can show how long we've been working with each other. You can actually say my Polish ass name right. But uh, the second <laughs> thing is I love it when you're like, you know, immediately the people I want to help is I think of Andrew. And I was like, yeah, man, because my business is destroyed without you. Unbelievable. <laughs> Definitely oh, needed it. I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let's talk about you. So that like, this is, and we've gone into your story, but it, it's so freaking fun. And it's like, there's a, a moment, I'm not going to spoil it. And if you don't say it, I'll, I'll bring it up. But there's yeah. like, um, like I could physically see it when you're, when you're telling me your story of, of how you got started. Like I was, it felt like I was in the gym with you and it was like, oh man, this is so freaking cool. So, uh, <laughs> just real quick, let's just dive in. Like, and we don't have all day to get into it, but like, just the, the, Give us the broad strokes of, of how you came to be where you're at right now and, and what that journey looked like. No problem, man. Yeah, it's a it's a long one and it's it's certainly interesting, but more importantly, it's been fucking hysterical to see myself flounder all over the place. Um, so I grew up a uh, wonderful mother and father. My dad was an athlete and trained me to be one. Um, so I got into sports very, very early. But the thing that really set with me uh, after wrestling and football was martial arts. So still to this day, and what I've been doing for my entire life has been practicing martial arts. And uh, I was about 18 when I switched it to just strictly MMA, sport MMA. And this gave me this dream that I wanted to travel the world. If you've ever played the video game Street Fighter, I basically wanted to be Ryu, this traveling warrior, you know, going all over Asia and fighting. And um, so I went, I got, I know it's, it's hysterical. I, I so actually good. finally got the opportunity to go to Japan. So I traveled to Japan and where I became a professional fighter, a professional MMA fighter, fought out of Pancras. And um, that believe it or not, um, while I was doing it, I became so engaged with trying to get myself at like my optimal health, whether it be strength, speed, power. But then I started getting more into longevity and vitality. I, and I was just like, wow, this is incredible. Let's, let's focus more on the diet because I would walk around at 182 pounds and fight at 155. So I wanted to make sure that the weight I was losing was good weight. It wasn't just water weight and I was dehydrating myself. So I became obsessed with nutrition as well. 
Well, lo and behold, after I won this tournament, um, I got hired to go coach in Thailand and this changed my life. So it was a weight loss camp that was based on martial arts, like Muay Thai. So people would come from Europe, Asia, uh, America, um, and they kind of got, had some Aussies over there as well. And they come and people that wanted to lose weight, get healthier, they'd be in this camp. Camp is called Combat Brew. And two days, or excuse me, uh, two times a day, they'd be doing Muay Thai. They'd have a very nice strict diet. Uh, and more importantly, they would become obsessed with just living this lifestyle of health and vitality. And I, I don't know how the hell I got over there, but I was one of the coaches. And so what happened was, I ended up, you know, holding mitts for people and I was the grappling coach. I was, you know, I taught MMA and jujitsu, but then I was teaching functional fitness as well. Cause I used to coach CrossFit. I've coached kids strong. And so I'm teaching, you know, fitness to people that are just looking to lose weight. And brother, I got to tell you, I've worked with professional athletes. It's amazing. I've, you know, coached people how to fight and I've also coached people how to, you know, cut weight. There's a difference of personality between pro fighters that are like, yes, this is this is what I do. I will do what you say. Let's go. And then you have some, you know, housewife from New Jersey, like 45, just wants to get in shape for her kids. And the passion, the the absolute enthusiasm they have if they lose five pounds or if they're lifting weights, they've never done it before. It's contagious for me, who's like a big extrovert. I would wake up every single day, and this is something I, I've held this to my, like, I tell people this all the time, the, the most peace I've ever felt in my life, and this has been, you know, I've done meditation, Wim Hof, hypnotherapy, the most peace I've ever done in my life was I would wake up in Thailand at like six in the morning, I'd have class at eight, and I'd go to the bathroom to brush my teeth or something, and I'd notice that I'd be smiling, like some, just naturally, I was smiling. And I would laugh about it and be like, man, like this is, this is everything I want. I want to be able to help people, to coach people. This is what brings me passion. This is what brings me joy. And um, I rode that out. So I ended up coaching Thailand in a year. I came back to America. My mindset was completely changed. I'm like, hey, I'm always going to fight. I'm always going to train. I'm always going to be in martial arts. But I'm good at this. I'm good at coaching, but more importantly, I want this. I want to be around people that want to be better and I want to help them. And bro, like it was a trigger switch in there. I became a certified nutrition coach and just started attacking life with this vigor of I'm going to be the best coach possible for somebody out there that wants to get healthier. And that's my story, man. And that, yeah. that has brought me to, you know, climbing Kilimanjaro in Africa, fighting, uh, competing in jujitsu still as Florida to Seattle, like all over the place. And that's hence the, the term, the vagabond coach. And I still will keep traveling. And, you know, I almost went to Malaysia actually two months ago for the first time. I was so excited. You're so close. And that, that trip will happen, my friend. I, I, I promise you at some point, because you know, you, you can just feel it. And just like, that was the moment. So your, your 5am moment in Thailand and like, there's, there's literally, and I love life, but there's nothing that's going to make me smile at 5 a.m. Like, yeah. <laughs> like nothing. Um, but I feel like like I smile when you tell that story. Cause just that, the, the way you paint the painting, you know, I just look over the gym and I just, and that feeling. And then the, but more importantly, and this is where it all comes down to, it's like, how do we transfer that feeling into other people? 
Um, and you and I take it for granted because we, you know, we've been exercising our whole lives, but you know, that again, that housewife who's never done it, um, without you, that's a scary thing, right? That's, that's, it's so intimidating and it it feels impossible. It's kind of like, you know, skydiving, like a lot of people like, oh, I could never skydive. It just doesn't seem real. And yeah, I, I had done it and I talked to a guy at work um who is that he had that mentality of oh i could never do it and i'm like i did it wasn't bad i'm I'm here i'm like yeah and he went out and did it with his wife like the next weekend and it's like oh it was like just blew his mind it's like (laughs) oh this becomes a real thing so that's what you're doing only you're doing it for you know more impactful you're you know you're popping that fear bubble and allowing them to you know enter a whole new world that that's so exciting and i love that you get energized by you know even the smallest wins because that that's really what it comes down to and you know we love getting those big wins where you get your client 40 pounds of loss that's great um but it's really the little wins to and just the the, when you see the look in their eyes where they just feel like they've they're working on something and you know they're they're tackling something they never have before and and it's that's so rewarding. So I'm I'm very excited that you're yeah making into that. And uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on on working with your clients and and really seeing that transformation mentally? So a couple of things, man. I mean, first and foremost, congratulations on uh, skydiving. And I want nothing to do with that. I mean, oh, the no. amount of tr- <laughs> the amount of drunk I would have to be to agree no. to that, and then just just dread it. I mean, I still I still I have no interest, but I still would do it if I said I would. All right. But uh, that's actually what got me well, to kill oh, the wait, wait, All right, no, no, all right. So let me. I want to figure out the rules of this. So if if you're, in, if I get you in a state where you say yes, then when you're sober, you still have to honor that yes. Correct. That's every other Saturday for me. Is me making no mistakes did. drunk. That's me <laughs> making mistakes drunk and having to do what I said. Kill right. happened because of that. But um, so I, I'll tell you this, man. Right now, a hundred percent. One of the biggest things I learned. Um, in coaching. And this is something that really impacted the perspective I have towards people achieving what they want to is that it's not people think that like, um, people that are overweight, don't want to go to the gym, because, you know, they're scared of what people will think of them, or they don't know what they're doing. Certainly, those things are a factor of it. But a lot of the time that I've found talking to these people when they get really, they finally trust me enough to be vulnerable and, and open up to me, They'll talk about things like, you know, they don't feel they deserve it. They talk about things like how uh, the the impact of their childhood, how food has become their only friend. Um, And and worse, sometimes they they have this excess weight because they don't they literally don't believe that by them healing themselves, it'll stick because they're not that person. And they want it so bad. They have this identity inside of them where they're just like, and it's not even, it, this is the thing. It's not even like, oh, I want a six pack or I just want to get a bigger butt or I just want to get big arms. None of that. They have this identity of themselves healthy and yeah. happy. And that's the thing that really echoes with me. It's not this, you know, vain, you know, arrogance of, oh, I just want to have a body that looks like Brad Pitt from Fight Club. I mean, who doesn't? Gosh, damn. But still, when you when you see it, when you talk to them about it, it's just like, no, I just want to be healthy for my wife or my my husband or my kids. It all comes down to this. They yearn so much to not look in the mirror and feel this sense of disappointment but the the thing the factors that are blocking them it's not just the oh they're they're lazy it's not that 
Mm. It's that they have this wall that says you don't deserve to be this happy. You don't deserve to look this good. And they fight back and they know rationally they do, but the subconscious is just because there's been so much either trauma or so much shame or what's worse is that so much is like, no, you've been this person for eight years. You can't change. And that's what they, they have. They have the effort. They have the idea. They just need somebody to be like, Hey, I can show you how to get there. And I will walk with you hand in hand. I'll go in the sauna with you for fuck's sake. Like, I don't care. That's my <laughs> thing. I always say it's like, I'll be in the sauna with you. But the whole point is you're trying to just make them believe, make them believe that they can. And then they do it. And bro, I, like I get choked up sometimes thinking about it. I'm just like seeing seeing people achieve their goal because they finally believe they're worth it, worth it that they are the person that they always imagined. That's that's them. That's the real them. And then they walk into that identity. There's nothing more satisfying to me. And so for what you were talking about before the original question, where you're like, you know, so what do you think about working with clients? For me, it has been you would think that the uh, the physical exertion of going to the gym or the discipline it takes to eat correctly, um, make sure you're getting good sleep, all of those things. Wow, that sounds uncomfortable, and it is a little bit. But for me, more it's always been more about attacking the psychology of the person that I'm talking to, my client. Because if I can convince them that, yeah. You can eat clean. Yeah, you can work out two times a week when we first start out. And they can only be 15-minute sessions. It's not a big deal. You can you can do something that's so small, but the consistent steps we take to get us to the goal, the path that we want to lead, the lifestyle that we deserve, baby steps. So for me, the biggest thing I learned about working with clients and how I take it on is if I can make you a routine that you can empirically see, it's tailor-made for you, and that you can stick to the small little things of, hey, maybe let's not have five frappuccinos a week. Huh? Maybe let's dial back to like maybe two. How about that? Or, hey, how about this, man? Instead of getting five hours of sleep because you're up all night looking at TikTok, and God knows I love TikTok, but like, why don't we put it away maybe try to get seven? Or maybe let's have more than two bottles of water and less Kool-Aid. You know, like whatever. I had a client that loved Kool-Aid. And who doesn't? But I hadn't heard that. I was, I'm was i an 80s kid. I hadn't heard Kool-Aid in a bit. Um, but, uh, you know, those small little steps and just reinforcing and all of a sudden like, oh, my gosh. Like, hey, man, it's been a week and I don't feel like I've done anything, but I've lost three pounds. Yeah, that's because you're not doing what you used to do. You've changed your you've changed your lifestyle. You've changed your beliefs. You've changed the actions you take every day. You've made a consistent routine and you're dedicated to it. And then a month happens and like, wow, three pounds a week has now turned into five pounds in this week. And I've lost, you know, 18 pounds this month. Unbelievable. Um, but just a side note, and then I'll turn it back over to you. It's great when people lose a lot of weight. But then there's also times like I'm coaching uh, a coach right now at America top team, a top team, and his body recomposition is just destroying me mentally because now he's outlifting me, which I'm, I'm, I'm sabotaging him now. So he can't keep being stronger than me. But like when he first started, he he, you know, he was let's give an example. He was benching like 180 pounds. And now after three months, he's up to like, I believe, like 250 it's just an incredible increase and that he had never noticed before. And I'm sitting there, the weight hasn't gone that much down, but the muscle has gone up so much and you can, his body, it looks completely different. Yeah. So I absolutely love when somebody changes just little points of their life of, you know, my same thing as the four paradigms of uh, hydration, sleep, uh, fitness, and nutrition. When they change those small little things, just a little bit, they see how much 
energy, much more energy they have, how better they feel, how happier they are. And more importantly, it seems like there's with that amount of energy, they want to do more. And I have to dial them back. Be like, come on, man, you can't be running two miles yet. You haven't even walked a mile. Let's go. <laughs> wow. Oh, there's, there's, there's so much to unpack there. Uh, but like, so, cause like talking to some other folks, other coaches, you know, we, we've, we've touched on bits and pieces of all of that. You know, one is mindset for the sure. Um, and every coach I talk to that's, that's worth their salt says we got to get the head right before we, you know, get the body right. Um, but I love that you're really digging in deeper and in this into some scary shit. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, and we've seen it, especially with, with people that are massively overweight there, there typically is some trauma there. And that's, you know, that's a scary thing to dig into, but you know, I love that you're, not afraid to go there and and be very supportive with them and and really help them get through that because you're right like they could lose 200 pounds and it wouldn't matter like a year later they're going to be right back because it's just what you said they don't believe that they deserve it uh it's almost like there's two people in their head there's <laughs> there's yep. the the unhealthy person then there there's the ideal and and yeah i'm sure we've all got that um, to some degree, but for these folks, it's, it's gotta be amplified times a hundred and, oh, yeah. and to not deal with that trauma at first is, is really going to be, you know, counterproductive be, yeah. or, or pointless in the long run. Um, uh, yeah, go for I it. I also just want to jump in and say something about that. Like when you're, when you're talking about how frustrating it would be, um, I want to just give a personal example of what I, I always tell my clients, because this is very important to me that I'm not some guru that lives, you know, eight times a week and all this. I, I'm just a, like, I, I live a healthy lifestyle, but like, I'm certainly no bodybuilder or anything else like that. Uh, but what I, you know, this is a great example. It's like, I literally just got back yesterday from Austin. I was out there for four days seeing a friend and I ate like an asshole. Like I'm eating pizza, <laughs> tiramisu. I'm, I think I was drunk every single day and I come back and I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, wow, you gained some weight, bro. <laughs> but my reaction to it, my reaction to it isn't, oh, God, look at all the gains we lost. And, man, look, we had something going for us. But, no, I look back and I'm like, okay, this might take like, you know, two or three weeks. But I'll get back to where I was. No regrets because I really enjoyed that. And so a lot of the things I tell my clients is like, hey, man, like, I don't want you to stop drinking or eating sugar or, you know, like, I just want you to live a little bit healthier. But for me to try to take that away from you and be like, you know, the wine you have with your wife, you know, every other, every other night, that's, that makes you happy. I don't want to stop you from doing that. You know, having a chocolate bar, everyone, chocolate bar, what are we talking about? Having like chocolate ice cream, nobody has a chocolate bar, having like chocolate <laughs> ice cream or something like that, dude, once a week for sure, that's fantastic. But living a normal life where you can enjoy your social bonds with family, friends, and loved ones, while still being able to go to the gym, go for a walk. It's one of my favorite things. Or more importantly, just, you know, dialing it back to like an 80% clean eating to 20% not. It's the moment you get the hang of it after a month or so, you realize like, oh, I don't have to become like a monk to, to actually get into <laughs> shape. Like this is very easy. Go ahead. So life doesn't have to end? No, unfortunately. Really? Not. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> crazy crazy concept um, although i have woken up after a night of drinking feeling like my life ended that, that's many times as a reason i dialed back on that because it's not fun 
<laughs> I'm excited and horrified to get our first drink when we finally connect, bud. But oh yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing that we touch on, you know, I've talked about this a lot with folks is just just habits and and the importance of small consistent action. And I think you you touched on it earlier. It's just baby steps. Um, but like, so how, when you've got that folk, they're, they're brand new, they, they've never done anything. What are some of the, and I think you mentioned a few, but let's, these, uh, we're, we're transitioning into the, the tips portion here. These folks that are listening, let's, you know, if, if they just want to get started from scratch, what are some easy things that they can do to start forming those small habits that they can do consistently? Just ever, just make it a part of your day and, and, and build on that. So a couple things, that's one, that's a great question. And two, I'm always ready for this because to me, you know, I was certified in nutrition by precision nutrition. It's, it's always so funny where you read all this stuff and you learn all these amazing facts. And then it's just like, Oh, like this is shit that every, like, these are like, this is eat like drink water. Okay. I didn't know like, but it's so important. <laughs> like people just don't emphasize it. But yeah. like in the thing that's wonderful is that um, the stuff that I've been studying for years now, because I got super into blue zones, which is like studies of vitality. How can you expand your life? How can you live better, less pain, more pleasure, things like that? Um, you, you're seeing people now talk about it. And it's almost like common knowledge. Like I, I love Andrew Huberman. He was one talking about sleep and, you know, Wim Hof for meditation and breathing. That's wonderful. Nutrition has been all over the place, but it's it's gotten down to a pretty pretty not set science it will never be that but a lot of great ideas that a lot of people are are uh, echoing so to answer your question the four things i focus on with my clients this is a big deal for me is one it's not in any sort of order you can because there's people that I'll, I'll have clients that are athletes and they're they're already ahead of the game and then people that don't know anything and so it's it's up and down but number one is this is that eating clean is the most vital for me is the most vital thing for weight loss. I've, I've actually heard a lot of people say when they want to lose fat and, and lose weight, nutrition is always the number one. So a little thing that I can tell you is that if, if you're, if you notice that you're not eating clean and everybody knows what that means, like if, if you're well, waking wait, up, man, no, it, Drew, tell me, what does it mean? Cause you, you hear that, that term gets thrown sure. around a lot. So like, let, yeah, let's, let's dial it that in. What does eating clean mean? No problem. Okay. So for me, in my definition of what I call eating clean is you're eating a food that is seen by everybody in paradigm as healthy. Example, like salmon, right? I don't see many people looking at salmon and then you can argue with what was a wild caught or farm farm raised, like whatever. But if you're eating fish, that is a healthy protein choice. Okay. If you're eating vegetables, broccoli with said fish, that's healthy. Okay. If you're using Kerrygold butter for fats or avocado with the fish, that's healthy. If you're having brown rice, you know, um, with the fish, that's healthy. And you could even look at the rice and be like, well, it's a complex carb, it's a simple carb, are they walking afterwards, all this other shit. You know that what you're eating, that compared to a Pizza Hut pizza, <laughs> I think most people would be like, oh, that's the clean thing to eat, right? So when I say, hey, did you eat clean today? If I, if I call up Steve at five in the morning, because he loves yep. five in the morning, if I call up Steve and I go, Steve, did you eat clean last night? And you're like, yeah, man, it was great. I had like a double cheeseburger from McDonald's. I didn't have the fries and I had a large Dr. Pepper. I'm be like, bro, how's that clean? You're like, I don't know. It tasted good. No, you wouldn't say that. You'd be like, yeah, I ate clean last night. I had a good steak uh, uh, with a side of cauliflower, which was wonderful. And then for dessert, 
I had like a, a handful of uh, chocolate nips. You know what I mean? Like the chocolate chips, dark chocolate. It was great. It was wonderful. And I can say, sit back and be like, yeah, man, you ate clean, right? But the problem that I have, and this is a big thing with my, with my routine, routinely happy coaching. The problem I have is when people get too deep, they miss the point, the message, which is, hey, man, let's try to get our macros, protein, fats, and carbs at a healthy ratio. And let's just keep trying to do that. I could care less if it's like, only fish or i'm eating keto or i'm eating paleo or i'm doing slow carbs shout out to tim ferris whatever that may be <laughs> like great but just eat healthy so eating clean for me is i guess to, to simplify it is anything that can be seen as like paradigm of this is healthy for you this yeah. isn't you know it's not a processed food or anything else like that is that all right no that's great that's yeah. that definitely dials it in so that's the nutrition part okay so that's one two is this Drink more water, please. If you if you're, I think it was seventy one percent. I could be wrong, but I believe the the stat is seventy one percent of Americans are chronically dehydrated, or they're not they're not hydrated enough. So a lot of the times, I'll talk to clients and I'll be like, you know, how much water you're drinking, and they'll be like, I I don't know. And I go, well, if you thought about it, how many glasses, you know, bottles of water, how many glasses, five hundred milliliters, and they'd be like, ah, uh, maybe two. And I'd be like, bro, you're 230 pounds. How how have you how often do you pee? Like, what's going on over there? And um, just taking that, and I always tell people the starting one thing is like, okay, so you drink that so we decided three bottles of water. Okay, you did. Okay, let's drink four. Let's just drink four and see what happens. And then after two weeks, I'm like, how's the four bottles of water? Like, hey, I feel better. I'm sweating more. I feel I feel more lubricated. Then we move on to five. Hopefully, I want everybody to get to a gallon of water, but please hear me out. There is a formula for this. Uh, I'm not telling, you know, a 120-pound man that they should drink it. But yeah, I'm just saying that usually <laughs> what I hear a lot is a gallon of water. And that seems like a healthy amount. But there is a formula that you can see. People that know far more than me can tell it to you. Um, the third one is sleep. Uh, six to eight hours is always the norm that people talk about. I don't care about that. Here's what I care about. Quality sleep, meaning this. Everybody loves morning routines. I love morning routines. Do you know what I love as much as morning routines? Evening routines. So being able to get quality sleep, REM sleep, deep sleep, how to do that, the process to get into that. A simple thing is this. If you notice yourself waking up in the morning and you're lethargic and you don't feel rested, really try to give yourself at least an hour to 90 minutes of like, okay, I'm going to sleep. I'm shutting the lights off one by one by one. I'm reading. I'm cutting my phone away from me. I'm making sure that my body's in a relaxed state. Maybe I'm doing some breathing, whatever it may be. I don't care but you're settling down and you're getting into bed and making sleep a priority because gosh damn it, is it a priority? I tell people all the time, most of like getting strong is letting the, hyper the hypertrophy that you've earned in the gym be repaired through sleep and rest and recover. If you're not yeah. resting and recovering, you're not going to build your body correctly. And right, finally, no point. Yeah, as I say, right? finally, the last one I tell people all the time is, Everybody's like fitness and I'm like function, movement, I don't care. Most of my clients, they don't know how to lift and I show them. But what I show them more than anything is I'm like, you know what I want you to do right now? They're like, hey man, I'm readying. I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to go for a jog. I'm like, you're going to go for a walk. I just want you to go for a walk. So the little small thing for fitness and moving around, if you know that you sit at a desk nine to five, if you know you come home and you're on the couch watching Netflix, if you know that you're getting into bed watching TikTok, if you know you wake up and you still feel as shitty as you did the day before, go for a 20 minute walk. 
play podcast. Play this podcast. How about that? There's a plug <laughs> for you. And go for a 20-minute walk. Just move yourself around. I'm telling you mentally, neurologically, what this does for your body is amazing. I don't use that word a lot. It's amazing. And to I think the, the math behind it is they say you could burn 600 calories if you walk 10,000 steps. Now, everybody's different. But if you walk 10,000 steps and you burn 600 calories, if you do this for six days, I think that's what, 3,600 calories. And I believe one pound of fat or weight is 3,600 calories. So if you just up your walking, you begin to lose weight. But more than that, you're getting outside or you're getting on the treadmill, but your body's in motion and it's good for you. So once again, just to go everything slow, eat clean or the best way you can. And, and just one little meal, get rid of some sugar, add some protein, you know, add some whatever uh, fats, protein, macros, um, or carbs, excuse me. Um, get good hydration, add a bottle of water. Just try it, add a bottle of water, see how you feel. Focus on an evening routine to make sure that your sleep is quality and move. Last one is move. You know, you, you don't have to go right into the CrossFit, right? Move. Just go for a walk, move your body around, whatever. Slap slap around and wrestle with your brother or sister or whatever you guys need to do to get some action in. I don't care. Wow. That is gold. That's just so much good stuff. And and, and it's also simple, but it's 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 also again, if we're, if we're not thinking about it, if we're not focused mm -hmm. on it. And I, I think true, that's really where you're helping is just getting us dialed into focusing on those things. And it, you know, it's not rock and science, but it's, it's also not habit either. I, I think yeah. that's the main thing. Uh, and, and once you get those habits in place, then that's the beauty of it. And, and I've talked about this before that motivation doesn't mean anything. It's yeah. just like, I, there was a couple nights ago where I just, I didn't get any sleep. And I'm like, well, I'm going to lay on the couch all day. And the next thing I know, I'm at the gym. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> then I get home, like, well, I'm definitely going to lay on the couch now. And the next thing I know, I'm walking by the lake. I'm like, how did I get here? This is weird. And <laughs> it's just about reprogramming that subconscious, which is what you do best. So, Drew, thank you so much. I'm really excited that you came on the show today. We're, we got to wrap up because uh, there's uh, got other folks that are. No, I understand, brother. That we need to be talking to you. And I want to dig into uh, finding out <laughs> when we get offline. I want to see where you're at with your biz and how we can keep you connecting with as many folks as possible. But on that note, how do people get a hold of you to start working with you? No problem. I'm just going to give my email, personal email, because I love when people talk to me. It's andrewski, S-K-I-296 at gmail.com. I would send you to a website, but believe it or not, I just hired a team all the way out in Pakistan. They're wonderful to rebuild my website, so I no longer have it. Um, and then my Instagram is routinely underscore uh, happy underscore coaching. Uh, and if that doesn't hit you, yeah, shoot me an email, man. Talk to me. I'd love yep. to tell you. I'd love to tell you. I will post both of those when I uh, post the podcast. That's very generous of you to put your direct email. Uh, but that's so, <clears throat> excuse me, a frog in my throat. That's so you. Um, <laughs> you're such a people connector and and like, you know, yeah, me as an introvert, I'm not always like, why? Oh, <laughs> let's yeah, let's work it. our way up to this. And you're just like, let's dive in. And like, dude, within five minutes, it's like, let's talk about <laughs> your dog and everything else. <laughs> 
Oh, oh man, dude. I love you so much. Thank you again, Drew, uh, for coming in. Do you have any last comments or, or parting words for our audience? Of course. I'd like to thank you. I have a lot of gratitude for you, brother. Not only have you done so much for my for my work, which is great, but even removed that, you're just an inspiring person to talk to. You always make me feel like I'm doing something for it. And like I said, dude, I know you talked about drink singular, but it'll probably be plural when I meet you up in Chicago. <laughs> uh, and then finally, to anybody listening to this, just a simple message um, for practicality, uh, consistency plus simplicity equals results. Don't overthink it. Just do something. And last but not least, you are worth it. And so you deserve it. So go get that health. That is how we're ending this show. Thanks so much, Drew. And uh, we'll be talking. See ya. See ya. Health Over Hype is hosted and produced by yours truly, Steve Gast. The music that you're jamming to right now is called Big City Lights by Icolix. Please like and subscribe everywhere you do get your audio podcast fix. And above all, have a happy, healthy life.